Welcome to the Learn Stage Lighting Podcast. This is the show where newcomers and professionals alike come to learn more about stage lighting. And now your host, David Henry. Hey everybody and welcome to today's show. As he said there, I'm David Henry from LearnStageLighting.com and I'm really excited to have you here today. If it sounds a little bit different, I mean, it sounds a little bit different in my ears, it's because this is uh, the Learn Stage Lighting Podcast from a Hotel Room Edition. And there's a couple things that I'm really excited about today. The first thing I'm really excited about, kind of a short lighting news segment, is uh, many of you may be aware that that late last week, um, or mid to late last week, um, Elation Lighting kind of announced its Obsidian brand, and that had been announced before for its lighting consoles, and now we know that the software and the consoles are called Onyx, and uh, there's a bit of a facelift, a bit of a, a new look to some of the pieces of the software as well. Um, a few things that they were going to address um, at Martin before when they were M-Series um, that they didn't get to before they got sold off, and so now it's been made complete. Everything um, scales really well between different things, and the team is fully on board, really excited for new things to come. And so um, at this point, I'm recording this slightly before the announcement comes out, um, but I did have notice um, as to the name. And I'm really excited that Onyx, um, that there's this new thing going, that elation um, from everybody I talked to there, from the sales reps to the people who uh, help make the console a thing, are really excited about it, really excited about this piece of software and, and how they're going to continue to make it better. So I, I'm really pumped to see, you know, the, the progression of a piece of software, you know, this lighting console, MPC, that I first began to use about three, four years ago. And, you know, then I realized how that it was a good piece, you know, got to see it develop and grow a little bit over these past few years. And now it's like I'm excited because they're, they're taking it to another level. Um, so I'm really excited about that. And I'm also excited about today's main segment because um, we're not going to do Q&A today. We're just going to do the main segment. I'm going to talk about what do you do with lights next, okay? And um, I apologize if it sounds pretty echoey. This hotel room really doesn't have a lot of padding, so um, we're going to roll with it. But when you're running a show live, and we've been talking about running a show live a lot lately, the last few episodes, we, we've kind of gone through that. Um, we've been talking about some various things there. And so today what I want to talk about is, you know, when you're in front of your lighting console, live or maybe you're pre-programming your your songs maybe if you run it from stage with dmx's or something like that how do you decide what to do next with the lights and i gotta tell you this really hits home for me this week um not because you know i, I have a lot of experience doing this over time but i also over this past week just starting on a thursday i arrived here in town to uh, do a gig which is lighting live music for a, uh, a live music slash corporate event kind of thing for this whole week here. So all weekend I've been lighting for bands and uh, through the week I'm going to be doing that as well. So this really hits home today and I really feel like I've got some interesting things to bring to the table. So thank you so far for listening. Still glad to have you here. If you are new to the Learn Stage Lighting Podcast, um, usually it sounds a little bit different. I'm at my office, but if you are new, Go to learnstagelighting.com slash quiz, and there I've got a little quiz for you that's going to help you figure out what type of lighting you do. Um, you should probably already know that, and it'll help me send you a free guide that's going to help you begin with lighting. Now, 
How do you decide what to do with the lights at any given moment of your show, your church service, your band show, maybe even a theater show, DJ lighting? No matter what, you're, you're probably, if you're running lights live for something, you're probably pretty much constantly thinking, okay, what do I do next to make this show interesting, to make this show unique? Now, last week on the show, if you were listening, we talked about dynamic range, which is basically the difference between the quietest part of the show and the loudest in audio and in lighting. It's saying, okay, we've got this whole lighting rig, and we don't have to have everything on at once to be able to make an interesting show. So with that in mind, when you need to make a change on the stage, I, I often talk about IFC and B, and I think we've got a podcast episode about that, and so we'll link to that in the show notes. But how do you decide for a given song what to do? And well, my first um, best thing for you is that if you have any way, any ability to get a set list, to get um, some information from the band about what they're going to play and what the various songs are before the show starts, that's going to help you immensely. Um, if it's a band you work with a lot, or maybe um, there's someone who's just coming into town, if they have any suggestions about uh, a good bass look for each song, a good way to start things out, go ahead and listen to that. Go ahead and pay attention and um, make sure you follow, you know, or, or take into consideration the things they're suggesting. Okay, now, if you don't have any of that, that's okay, right? We can generically almost say, for fast songs, we're probably going to want, want to light the stage brighter. And for slower songs, or slower bits of songs, we're going to want to light the stage, you know, darker and, and, and in more subtle tones, you know, like blues and purples and pinks and stuff like that. It tends tends to work better for slow songs. Now, another great time, another great thing that's really easy to figure out Okay, I'm, I'm focusing, starting with the easy stuff, is, you know, solos, okay? So, anytime a band member plays a solo, you'll want to focus the lights on them, whether that's in a band, in a church, you know, DJ, wherever. If there's a solo or something to highlight in the room, go ahead and highlight that with some white lights, you know? Point the lights and highlight lights at that position so that you're able to go ahead and, uh, point that out to the audience to just really amplify what the band is doing on the stage. So that part's the easy part. The tough part, and probably why you're listening to this, why you're saying, okay, what do I do with the lights at a given moment in my show, is keeping it fresh in other ways, is mid-tempo songs, is choosing colors, um, things like, you know, going ahead and... Um, Deciding when to change the position of the lights, you know, you, you may have a band on stage like I did the other night and they're going to play three or four mid-tempo songs in a row in the middle of a set, right? That's a pretty common way that bands structure things. And so when they're doing this, when they're playing these songs together in the middle of a show, how do you react to that? You know, what do you do? Well, the first thing you want to do especially when working with color choices, okay? We're just going to talk about color here first because that, I really think, is the most important tool that we have in lighting. You know, it's the it's the most powerful one for sure. Is if you've got a number of mid-tempo songs together, then make the colors look different. And in any given song, 
I like to limit myself really to two color looks, okay? At the most. For a lot of songs, I may just do one color look or maybe introduce a third color in for the chorus. But for many songs, you can do, you know, maybe a verse look and a chorus look color-wise. And then you may use four colors between those two looks, okay? And you can move the colors around between different fixtures. You can, you know, flash the lights. You can do all kinds of stuff. But because color is so powerful, I always want to, and I want you to be considerate of how many colors you're using in a given song and not to use all the colors of the rainbow in one song. Now, if the song's about rainbows, use all the colors of the rainbow, right? But if the song's not about rainbows, then limit yourself to just a few colors so that when you get to the next song, you can use some colors that you didn't use in the previous song. Because sometimes, as you may have figured out when you're lighting, sometimes a song really, you know, kind of speaks out a color. You know, and I don't mean that in any ethereal, you know, or spiritual way necessarily, but what I mean is, if the song's about fire, light it in red and orange, right? You know, that's that's easy. That's kind of the, the softball in the lighting world, as you, you probably think of, duh, you know, fire, red and orange, right? Water, blue, you know, nighttime, blue. There's a lot of cues you can pick up on in songs if you're paying attention and if you know any of the music or maybe you don't know it. You can start to pick up on these cues and, and pull these things out and, and really work with them. You know, if they play something patriotic here in the United States, go to red, white, and blue, right? And so color choices are really the first thing that I think about when I choose decide what to do with next in the show. Then I go ahead and, and let's let's work through IFCB, okay? Of course we've done color already, but intensity. I like to think, okay, is this song really upbeat? Is it kind of mid-tempo or is it slow? And I like to generally start songs with less lights on. Now, you always want to have, and, and this really depends on your console and your setup and things like that, but if you're running things live, you don't know what the band's going to do, I always like to have the intensities of my various lights really available at my fingertips. Because for a lot of songs, a band is going to start playing and it's going to start out kind of slower for the, you know, the, the, the verses. And then when it hits the chorus, it's going to speed up. And then when it hits the bridge, it might hit a, you know, a climax. And then it might go back down for the chorus like that. Or maybe have an epic chorus at the end. And then slow down for the last verse of the outro. And you want the lights to match that. The brightness, the amount of lights on, etc. But you also want to have your fingers ready at all times. Because there may be a song where, you know, they hit a chord. And then they just dive in full speed ahead, you know, and the band just comes in full speed. And you may be expecting it or not, but whether you are expecting it or not, as the lighting person, it's it's important to react to that, to say, okay, well, they just came in really hard on this full speed ahead. You know, let's bring all the lights in, you know, intensity-wise. Then, you know, focus, we can say, okay, you know, the focus is over the whole stage. They're putting focus on the audience. Maybe we want to turn on the audience blinders if you've got some. Point some moving lights into the audience, etc. You know, maybe you just go between two different mid-tempo songs like we were talking about earlier, that middle of the set list um, conundrum of, okay, we've got a mid-tempo song to another to another. How do we keep it fresh? Well, just change between different moving light positions 
different looks so that it keeps things fresh. You know, turn on some different lights. Maybe one song you light with all wash fixtures, and then the next you only use the spot fixtures, etc. And, you know, move, change up where things are moved to keep it fresh. Then color we talked about, beam. Um, and you can see how this really ties in with, with every time I talk about IFCB because beam now we're going to say, okay, for some songs we're going to be really heavy on the gobos. Maybe pop in the prism, the gobo rotate, things like that that moving lights have. On other songs, we might not use any at all. We might just leave the gobo open and just work with colors. Especially if a song feels more simple musically. That's a great time to turn some lights off and, and go more simple on the gobos. Alright? And um, and then we add in effects on top of intensity, focus, color, and beam, IFC and B. And what we do with that, and uh, this is kind of short and sweet I can see today, but I kind of just wanted to brain dump on what I've been doing for the last few days. And, and what we do with that, with, with effects, is then say, okay, you know, if it's fairly slow and fairly downbeat, fairly chill, don't bring in effects, okay? Give that time for the stage to be calm, to give people a break from the visual impact that you've had. Because like we talked about in the last podcast on dynamic range, and I talk about inside some of the action plans on Lauren Stage Lighting Labs and things like that, you need to give people a break from the action because, not, not because you have to do it because it's a rule, but because then it makes it more powerful when you bring everything in, when you bring in effects, when you bring in all the lights, when you bring things in at full brightness, it makes it that much more impactful when there's been that contrast, okay? And so effects are great, you know, for things that are upbeat, even mid-tempo songs. But, you know, definitely think about and be considering as you go through your set, just be paying attention, be cognizant of, okay, when have I last used effects? What effects have I used? And is this really the moment to go all out or should I keep it fairly subdued? And so kind of the point as I try to wrap this all into a bow here for this podcast is that, you know, in a lighting there's really no rules. There's no, you have to do this, you have to do that. And you've probably figured that out, you know, if you've been around here for a while now. You've figured out that, you know, there's there's really no rules when it comes to lighting. And so, it's not simple for me to just say, well, in this situation, do this and that, do that. But, if you start paying attention, especially as you run lights for things, and this is something that's that's more learned than taught, per se, you know, I can teach so much here on the podcast, but when you get in front of some lights with some music, with a worship team, with a band, with a DJ set, and you start experimenting with things that you've learned here and things that you've heard me say, that's when things can really start to click. And when you pay attention and start saying, okay, what tempo is this song? Should I turn some of my lights off? What color should I use? Should I really be using effects, or should I give people a break for this song? And as you begin to think through all of these things while you're running a live show, it's really going to become second nature. And, and as you touch different buttons and do different things on your lighting console, it's going to really go ahead and uh, you know empower you to, to see the difference that it makes on the stage. To see in the room how the audience reacts to what you're doing, because ultimately you're amplifying what the folks on stage want to do and 
you're going to see that reaction in the audience. You're going to see how some changes in lighting matched with what they're doing on stage makes the audience react in different ways. And it's a really powerful feeling. You know, I was talking to actually a guy the other night here at this show who was a press photographer at this specific event back in about 95, I think he said, and he had hurt his leg and he had missed the photo for the New York Times. I think it was the New York Times. It was a major publication that he was freelancing for and he missed the photo that he needed. <laughs> but he knew some people because he was a local guy and he was able to, to recreate the shot real quick. You know, have somebody from stage and talk to the people out in the crowd at this specific event, have him recreate a moment. He was able to take the picture and he got an amazing picture. And he said, you know, it's the only time I've done something and 50,000 people, you know, obeyed what I did. <laughs> and, you know, that's kind of what it's like with lighting. People are going to react to what you do with the lighting as you react to what the people do on stage. And so one more quick kind of rant, um, not a rant, I don't know what it is, but, you know, you guys are around here, you, you've heard me say this before, is that, you know, there's all sorts of different consoles here, and I've talked in a very console agnostic, generic manner today because I really believe the console's just a tool. And to drive that point home, you know, this past week, I've been on a console that I didn't know before I got into this week, okay? I do about it. I download the software a little bit. But when I got on site, I was very new to this console, okay? Now, thankfully, the first day, I had someone there who could help me lay things out a little bit how I wanted. And then over the past few days, I've, I've dived into the manual, really figured it out, programmed out the console how I want it. But ultimately, it still doesn't do everything exactly the way I want it to. But when I'm lighting these bands, you know what? It doesn't matter. Just having a console that has faders that I can program and then using my head knowledge and using, you know, the things that I've worked on over the years to react to the music, to do the right things at the right time is actually a lot more important than having console A or console B. So that's a little extra rant there for you. That was free here on the podcast. But um, with that, guys, I think we're going to wrap it up for today. You know, I've had a busy week here, still got a busy rest of my week, but I hope you learned something today about how to feel at a show, how to decide what to do with the lighting at any given moment during your show. Obviously, as we started, there's things that are really easy to do when you're lighting a show, and there's things that are more difficult to discern. You know, there's times where the band does changes on stage, especially going from, you know, that mid-tempo song to another mid-tempo song. And... Um, you know, those are, those are hard to figure out. But, you know, making small changes, making changes between colors, etc., is what's really going to uh, make the difference and really make your show sh shine. Your show shine. Say that ten times fast. So, thank you guys for listening today. If you are new, go ahead over to learnstagelighting.com slash quiz, and I've got an important quiz for you there that I want you to take that's going to help me send you a free guide that's going to help you get started with lighting in your specific context. Thank you so much for hanging out here today with me on the Learn Stage Lighting Podcast. Next week, I'm really excited. We've got a really long show, actually, which is about LED tape and pixels with some fine folks from NTEC. So we're going to talk about, from the ground level, we're going to talk about what is LED tape, what are LED pixels, how do you interface it with your console, how do you program it, 
things like that. So there's a lot of great information that's going to be in that podcast. We recorded it already in the past, and I'm really excited to share that with you next week. Be sure to share this podcast with your friends as well. If you know anybody that would be interested in this, that would learn from this, share it out there on social media and tell people personally. Thank you so much for hanging out today. I'll see you guys next week. Thanks. And that's it for today's show. Thank you for listening to the Learn Stage Lighting podcast. Be sure to visit us at learnstagelighting.com to see show notes, past episodes, and download a free guide on how to begin with lighting in your specific context. I'll see you guys on the site. Thanks.